We are supposed to break fellowship with people who walk in unholiness. But if you've ever broken fellowship with somebody simply because they disagreed with you, you have a lack of faith in the love of God. Welcome back to the Faith of the Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Carl Gessler, here to reignite the faith of the fathers. It's hard to talk to people about doctrines that they hold dear when you disagree with them. Jesus said you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. So I believe that all truth matters because all, every lie, every, even if it's an honest uh, mistake, still leads to a form of bondage. And Jesus said, or, or Paul said, that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So we don't want to be subject to any yoke of slavery. We want to be free. So last week I talked about the rapture and how I believe it is um, a misleading idea that it's not something found within Scripture. It's something projected onto Scripture. And uh, many people, you know, have unsubscribed and unfollowed, and I'm not surprised. I mean, that's why I haven't really talked about it in a long time, because I know it makes people upset. Um, And, you know, Uh, There's not always a reason to talk about it. I don't have to talk to everybody about that. They don't all have to agree with me. But as a pastor, I feel like it's important to talk about this because um, of the goal. You know, when when you're leading people, you're leading them in a direction. And I'm not leading people to prepare for a rapture. I'm leading people to war for the kingdom of God. We war against, as uh, Morris Cirillo said, we war against an enemy. We war to overcome an enemy that has already been defeated. It is our job as humans on the earth to be the agents through which God establishes his rule and reign on the earth, not because he needs us, but because that's how he wanted to do it from the beginning. That's how he designed it. And if we are to follow Jesus, we are to become his agents of, uh, for service. He, he intends to accomplish his will on earth through the church. I'm very excited about that. So I spoke about the rapture um, and how I think it's a misleading doctrine from a false interpretation of First Thessalonians 4, 17 and 18. Um, and like I said, I'm not surprised that some people are upset by that. But I want to ask you today, why are you upset by that? And of course, another thing that many people have been upset about is the idea that can Christians have a demon? And I have a letter I need to respond to where someone took time to write to me several pages about why they thought Christians can't have demons, and this is not uncommon. I've received many messages this way. Um, people have left our church over this. Um, this is not uh, unusual territory. Um, but, I, you know, demons work together. And I've said before that the greatest uh, stumbling block that people have to doing ministry is the fear of rejection. And the fear of rejection it works in close relationship to the spirit of of offense. And where the spirit of offense is, there is a lack of faith in God's love. And in truth, the spirit of offense abounds in religious circles. So, for example, I talk about the rapture and how I think it is a misinterpretation of the scriptures and that the Bible doesn't actually possess anything to say about the rapture as presented in uh, the Left Behind series or many different conceptions 
of the rapture. The only way that the Bible talks about rapture is in a spiritual sense of being raptured to another level, being taken to another level. We talk about this uh, where Paul says, I was taken up in the spirit so to be shown things, to be given a vision, but not in the sense of, the Bible doesn't speak in any way in the sense of taking God's people off planet earth to live in heaven, because the goal has never been to take the people of God off the planet, but to empower the people of God on the planet to accomplish heaven's will on earth as it is in heaven. That's how Jesus taught us to pray. It should be obvious. It's not because tradition has blocked our view, has clouded our view, has put glasses on us that causes us not to see. So Jesus said, know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I'm trying to bring you freedom today by telling you that the rapture is misleading and trying to Uh, explain to you, or I was trying to explain to you in last week's episode, that this is something that needs to happen so that you can accomplish the will, God's will for you on earth as it is in heaven. And people uh, write, make comments about, um, you know, uh, I prefer to say, they'll say, uh, and I got a couple of, uh, several messages like this, I prefer to believe what the Bible says rather than what man says, which is, um, Okay, on one hand, it's, it's just intellectually dishonest, because uh, if you listen to the episode, you'll clearly see that I am doing exegesis. I'm, I am uh, explaining to you what the Bible says and how it makes sense. So I am listening to the Word of God. And on their side, they say that they're listening to the Word of God and that they can back it up with Scripture. Okay, that's fine. I see that you are uh, trying to work it out. That's great. Praise God. But the what, the comment you made said, in effect, you don't listen to the Word of God, and I do. Not to be overdramatic, but let's call a spade a spade. That is called witchcraft, because witchcraft is intimidation or manipulation for the sake of domination. And when you make a comment that says um, that I don't care to listen to man's opinion. I only care about what the Word of God says. You have made a false, uh, you have presented a false reality which says that you are giving your opinion, I am giving the Word of God. So you put yourself in the place of God, uh, saying basically, I cannot be questioned on this because my opinion is God's opinion, and that is called manipulation and intimidation. That is a place of insecurity, and it is a place of fear. I want to ask you, why are you threatened by uh, the lack of, by somebody not believing in the rapture? And why are you threatened when I say that a Christian can have a demon? And these subjects seem to be unrelated, but m- what I'm talking about today is not necessarily can Christians have a demon or is the rapture in the Bible, but the spirit of offense. What causes you to write people off? Because we are, we are called to separate ourselves, not to have fellowship with someone who claims to be a believer, but lives in unholiness. They live in ungodliness. So if someone is leading people into sin, we break fellowship with them, which also doesn't mean we don't talk to them or we don't pray for them or we won't look at, we don't practice shunning. Uh, we, we separate ourselves from those who are willfully, in rebellion. But people who are simply trying to work out the Bible and disagree with us are our brothers and our sisters. Jesus said you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. If you can't ask honest questions, you cannot find freedom. You can't find healing from something you can't talk about. 
And you can't search the scriptures and know them if you're not allowed to search. And many people want to shut down conversations. Many Christians want to shut down conversations of people or words of people that disagree with them because they don't, they feel threatened by it. Okay. So the fact that you feel threatened when someone says they don't believe in your, uh, in the rapture, or if they say, that Christians can have a demon, you need to ask yourself, why do I feel threatened right now? What is threatened? What is threatened if you believe in the rapture? What, what difference does it make if I don't believe in the rapture? Will me tell, if I tell other people that um, the Bible doesn't teach the rapture, what gets jeopardized? Does it change the fact that Jesus died for your sins? This is that the the roots, the foundation of our security in Christ is simply this, that God loved me and gave himself for me. While I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. I don't have to have the right doctrine in order for God to love me. Because while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. So I have freedom to search the scriptures, to ask honest questions, and to disagree with strong religious traditions because I don't care if you reject me. I mean, of course, on one hand, I do care. I want you to agree with me. I want you to walk with me. I want you to have uh, to work with me. I, you know, one of the most grieving things to me about uh, these Christians that um, have distanced themselves from me because they don't believe Christians can have a demon the most grievous thing to me with that is that the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few. And I just want to say, come do ministry with me. I want, I want these people to be at my side, be praying with me, to be witnessing the, the miracles I'm seeing, to be witnessing the deliverance that's taking place, to be wit- witnessing the spiritual realm in a way that takes your faith so much deeper. And it grieves me that rather than having fellowship with me and doing the ministry with me, they distance themselves. They withdraw their support, both emotionally, financially, prayerfully, spiritually. They distance themselves. And that I find grieving. I don't find it threatening. The fact that another Christian believes in the rapture or that another Christian thinks that Christians can't have demons will not stop me from being loved, number one, and it will not stop me from doing the ministry. I know what I believe. I know who Jesus is, and I know I've searched the scripture, I've worked it out, and this is my conviction, and this is where I will stand. And if they disagree with me, it doesn't change me. It doesn't threaten me. And so I get, I get grieved when people unsubscribe. I get grieved when people leave um, comments accusing me of heresy or being a false teacher or a, not a real Christian, or whatever. I'm grieved by those things, but I'm not threatened by them because perfect love casts out fear. And of course, when people withdraw their finances, that can feel threatening, and at times it has felt threatening as well. But that, again, is called witchcraft because um, if we are, and I'm not saying that people who disagree, uh, there are people who have disagreed and they have honest um they have honest disagreements and they don't feel like they can with with confidence um, or with peace in them support 
my ministry because they disagree. And I respect that. Like the, I, I respect that. I'm not co- accusing them of witchcraft, but the devil can use that to try to manipulate me into doing what other people want rather than speaking what I understand to be the truth. But perfect love drives out all fear. I don't get my resources from men. I don't get my affirmation from men. Like, you know, I'm not saying I never, that I do this without fail. I'm saying ideally, like this is the goal. I don't get my resources from men. I don't get my affirmation from men. I am loved and highly favored. I was bought with a price. And Jesus loved me while I was still a sinner. So I have nothing to fear because no matter what men say or do, or no matter what they don't do, God's love for me remains. And because of that, I can continue to walk with joy. I can continue to walk in obedience with or without their support. And so my challenge to you today is if you feel threatened by something I say or somebody else, somebody in your church, if you feel threatened by them disagreeing with you, that is a red flag. It should be a red flag to you to say, I have insecurity here There is something in me that feels threatened by this, and so I must not believe in God's love at this moment, you know? And, I mean, I have strong disagreements with Calvinists, and I can get very ticked with Calvinists because because I believe a lot of Calvinist doctrines have hurt a lot of people and have hindered a lot of ministry, but I'm not angry at my brothers and sisters who are Calvinists because um, many of them are very well-meaning. They, um, they're trying to apply the scriptures as best they understand it. And maybe we don't do ministry together because um, we, don't, we don't agree in the sense of we wouldn't approach this one, uh, a situation the same way. We'd come at it from different angles. Um, and so I may not have fellowship in the sense of like, walking hand-in-hand with them in doing some direct ministry, but I can still worship with them, I can still be their friend, we can still talk, because their disagreement with me doesn't make God love me any less. Their disagreement with me doesn't mean I can't do ministry. They may even think that I'm a heretic, they even may think that I have no authority to be running a ministry or whatever, and it won't change a thing. Because Jesus, it won't change a thing for me because Jesus said, I am with you every minute of every hour of every day for all time. He said that to his disciples and he says it to me through the scriptures. And I receive that. I receive that promise. And I, so I can walk in confidence. I can walk in fearlessness. And this is what it means when the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. I can walk in fearlessness and I will speak the truth. And honestly, I'll say, the more people have left um, our church, the more people have disappeared when they have disagreed with what I said, the more I speak truth. And so I thank God for it because um, as one person said when they were arrested for the gospel and put in prison, they said that uh, once they were finally arrested and put in, put in prison, they became fearless because the thing that they had been afraid of had happened. And now that it had happened, there was nothing left to be afraid of. And I've always spoken truth um, without too much concern about uh, offending people, you know, sometimes to a fault. Uh, And I've remained doing that, but I have also learned to have more tact and more grace. Nevertheless, 
you know, I, I'm always hoping that I can persuade somebody. I, I believe that the intellectual world has been neglected many times by the charismatic world um, and to its own detriment. And I try to in, um, fuse together uh, many charismatic understandings of the spiritual realm and how to function in the spirit with the intellectual realm because they are both important. And Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. He didn't say, you will have sensational experiences and the sensational experiences will set you free. The sensational experiences only have power because they are true. And the intellect and the spiritual are not in opposition to one another. And so I try to fuse those together, but sometimes I hope in vain that I can intellectually persuade someone to join my side. Uh, to join, And by joining my side, I don't mean so that we can war against other Christians. I mean so that we can walk in agreement, because in, in, agree, in agreement in prayer, there is power. In agreement in ministry, there is power. So my longing is to persuade you of the truth as I see it. Um, obviously, if I didn't see it as true, I wouldn't be telling you about it. I want you to come into agreement with what I'm saying so that we can have fellowship together, we can do ministry together, and the power of God will be manifest in our presence. I want to see people set free, so I speak what I believe to be the truth. And so it's my goal to persuade you to join me in, uh, in that pursuit. And, um, you know, we can, we can have fellowship if the foundation of our relationship um, well, actually, really, the foundation of our persons. Like, if I'm settled with the fact that I am okay with myself because I know God loves me. And by that, I'm not saying that I'm okay with myself and all my behaviors. If, uh, if you're offended when somebody criticizes you, that also is, that, again, the spirit of offense, demonstrating that you lack faith in God's love. A person who truly rests in God's love can receive criticism because they know that their failures do not cause God to stop loving them. Therefore, they can look at their failures honestly. They can receive criticism and evaluate it honestly because they know that God's love for them will not change. Because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I want to pray for you today because the church is hindered greatly through the spirit of offense, through the fear of rejection, the fear of man, the spirit of religion. All of these demons function together to cause the church to fight with herself and to cause people to be afraid of doing ministry. I don't know if you realize that, of how much the fear of people criticizing you, the fear of people attacking you has hindered you from speaking. I still struggle with this even in evangelism that, um, you know, my experience uh, in my past has been a lot of rejection, a lot of being mocked and ridiculed uh, by people. So it can be intimidating uh, to, in public sp spaces, openly proclaim the gospel knowing that the ridicule is coming. So I need this too. I need deliverance from the fear of man, the fear of rejection, the fear, um, the spirit of offense, and the spirit of religion. These things work together to hinder the effectiveness of the church. And I want to be free of that today. I want you to be free of that today. It's time for us to take some territory. So Holy Spirit, I bless you right now. And I thank you for this word of revelation. I thank you, Lord, that you said, 
I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So I just proclaim to every person under the sound of my voice that Jesus says to you, whoever you are, even if you've never prayed to uh, receive Jesus, if you've never given your life to him, Jesus is still with you. You may not benefit from his presence yet, but I'm telling you right now, I'm prophesying to you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Jesus is with you. The Bible says that he has placed men in their own places uh, and uh, places in time and space so that they might seek for God even though he's not far from them. And you may be sitting there wondering, does God love me? with all of my sin, with, with the fact that I've neglected to worship him, I, I don't know anything about what the Bible says, the answer is yes. Jesus said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. That applies to every single person because the love of God is reaching out for you while you are still a sinner. While you are a sinner, Christ died for you. So all you need to do is reach out to him and say, Jesus, I want to learn to trust your love. And I will begin today with this confession Lord, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for doing whatever I wanted, just trying to be my own rescuer, my own salvation. I repent of that now. I repent, Lord, of the ugly things that I've done, and I now trust in your love. Lord, I ask that you would wash away all my sins in your blood and make me your child in Jesus' name. This needs to be prayed also for for Christians who have been walking in offense. You have been offended at other Christians because they disagreed with you. You've left churches. You've left friendships because somebody said something you didn't like and that hurt you. And uh, you need to recognize that you have not rested in God's love. And so today you need to pray with this. Pray this prayer with me. Lord, I repent of the spirit of offense. I renounce the spirit of offense. I renounce the fear of rejection, and I repent for the, the um, wicked things that I said, the wicked things that I did, the ugly things that I did, the way I lost my temper, the way I rejected somebody else because I felt rejected by them, the vindictive things that I said, the gossip I spread because of my offense. Lord, I, re- I renounce that, and I repent of it today. And some of us just need to renounce the spirit of offense So, Jesus, right now, together, we renounce the spirit of offense, we renounce the fear of rejection, we renounce the spirit of religion, the spirit of pride, and the fear of man, which is a trap. We renounce it today. So, in the name of Jesus, I command every spirit of offense to go right now. Go! I command every spirit of rejection, the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment to go right now in the mighty name of Jesus This person is not your house. They're not your home. Go right now. Fear of man, go. You have no right and no portion here. Lord, we repent of the idolatry of our doctrines, Lord, of putting our hope in having the right theology rather than putting our hope in the finished work of Christ, in the love of God. Lord, we just rest in the fact that you died for us while we were still sinners. And we want to know the truth, Lord. We want to know good theology, but this is the one thing that we hang our hat on and we will not change. This is our foundation that you, Lord, love us and gave yourself for us, that while we were still sinners, you died for us. Thank you, Lord, that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. So forgive us, Lord, for the offense. Forgive us, Lord, for um, the vindictive things we've said. Forgive us, Lord, for not loving our neighbor because we are afraid of their rejection. 
So Lord, I ask that a spirit of boldness, a spirit of power, and the fire of the Holy Spirit would fall on every person under the sound of my voice right now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and with the knowledge of the love of the Father. You will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. And the mountains and the hills will break forth into joyful shouts before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Because all creation waits with eager expectation and longing for the revealing of the sons of God, not so that they could argue with one another, not so that they could break fellowship and attack one another, but so that they could walk in unity and holiness and fruitfulness and freedom. For it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So don't be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Don't be subject again to the fear of men. It is enough that you are loved. You have the freedom to search the scriptures, to ask your questions, and know that answers will come. And in the meantime, as you wrestle with it, know that you are loved and you don't have to be afraid. God bless you. If this has helped you, leave a fire emoji, like it, subscribe, share it with a friend, and let me know in the comments. All right, God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.